0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Christ. Jesus said, To what will I compare this generation? Is it like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest from your for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Lord, I pray that
1: through your grace and favor, my spirit, my spiritual growth. And Lord bless this land and keep it strong and aware of your will always. Amen. Happy Fourth of July and uh, we can see we can see here that we have uh, the faithful remnant as it's called, and uh, I can just tell you, um, I am proud of you. Good job to be here. Uh, Lots of things coming up, probably uh, multiple uh, barbecues and the Red Sox. So uh, but uh, I have a message for you. And so uh, after you hear that, then perhaps you can uh, uh, head out Um, whenever I myself uh, want to be reminded of my inadequacy. Aside from reading scripture, I turn my attention to the back page of our leaflet. And there you shall see the mission statement and the statement of policy. And I read those and I say, boy, I've got a long way to go. And with God's help, perhaps uh, I can at least partially get there. Uh, Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about that. uh, That one that says nurtures our spiritual growth. And challenges us to grow deeper in faith while respecting each other's spiritual journey. Our lesson today from Matthew uh, is a fascinating one. Jesus basically is putting out there uh, a very powerful uh, theological statement. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it about me? Do you know? Who I am and what I want from you. That's what he's asking in this scripture. And he starts off by saying who doesn't get it. And he says, first off, there's a group of you out there uh, who, uh, if in fact you were to pipe or if you were to mourn, you'd still say that this is not important, meaning our Lord's uh, teachings or. When John the Baptist uh, 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 appears and if we could ever have a more powerful example of the coming of the kingdom, it is this wild man who's out there in the desert. People come out to see him sort of like a freak show. They don't they do not get baptized. Some of them are baptized, but most aren't. And so they say about John the Baptist, he's too weird. There's no reason we should follow him. So either way. They don't get it. And then finally, they say to Jesus, you're too loving. You're too soft. I think we'll crucify you. So they obviously don't get what Jesus is saying either. And so, given those situations, um, we must wonder, well, uh, who is it that gets it? And uh, our Lord is really very straightforward. Uh, he says, really, basically, uh, you can be too smart to fail to get this this love of God, but you can't be too stupid. So welcome in all the lowbrows. Now, I know people here will be uncomfortable from that. right? But it's true because the lowbrows, just like Bob Dylan said, you know, if you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. They are open in a way that perhaps the powerful, the intellectuals aren't. They are powerful in a way that they are not. And how does Jesus seek to help these people, these humble people, reach God? I'd be tempted to say, well, it's the Episcopal Church. That leads directly to God. But it wouldn't be true, would it? It might be partially true. I, for myself, I'm what you might call a company man. And, and so is Tony. Company men. Uh, and there aren't any women in, in the sanctuary, but there be company women, too. And the point behind that is, is that we believe in the teachings of the church as a way to reach God, reach the spirituality that we need to be in, uh, in concert with God's will. However, Jesus is saying things have come to such a mess that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everybody else who puts out what Judaism should be are tainted. They can't be trusted. So instead, let's move to think about the type of vertical relationship that you must have To receive God. And I'm talking about a spiritual life. That's what I'm talking about. And Jesus says, well, um, the first thing is you have to be accepting of grace. You may not even truly understand it, but you have to be accepting. You have to be willing to seek and serve God. Remember, remember, blessed are those who know their need of God. Jesus was obviously implying that the ruling classes of the the religious order of that day did not understand that. They thought they may have already had God. But you see, when you start thinking about the spirit of God, then you start thinking about blessed are those who know God and know that God is within them. There is a parable, a story about three angels who, after the fall of man, were gathered in one place upon the earth. And they had a gift. They had a gift that was the spiritual knowledge of God. And it was in a little box. And the angels were discussing this because they worried that this box and what it contained would be abused Just as Adam and Eve abused the knowledge and love of God that set them out of paradise. And so the first angel said, let's put that box, that spirit, that box containing the spiritual relationship on the highest mountain in our our world. The two other angels said, well, that might be a good idea, but I think they'd find it there and they'd still mess it up. The second angel said, I know, we'll put it in the deepest, deepest depths of the sea. They'll never find it there. And the other two angels said, well, they might find it eventually and they'd screw it up. And so the final angel got a very, very good idea. He said, why don't we put it into their hearts? They'll never find it there. And that's what they did. So, in other words, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And sometimes we get distracted about that power that we have. And the way we reach Jesus through this is through prayers, through meditation, is uh, through silence. And we need to pray to God for his understanding and seek an awareness of God maybe even without the uh, inventions of the church. We need to seek God. And I think a lot of times people in mainline uh, denominations and just in religions throughout the world tend to say, well, you know, if you can't be official, you know, it can't be authentic. And I I don't think that's true. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. So, of course, it is very difficult for us to pray to God. I mean, for myself, um, I hadn't progressed too much From childhood, I got a little better at seminary, but I remember I wanted a red fire truck for Christmas. Please, God, please, if it be your will, and I'm sure it will be, get me a red fire truck for Christmas. Okay? I prayed that a couple of years. I never got one. I never got one. Okay? And so, what does that mean? That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. And frankly, my ears were blocked to what God needed from me. What I need is not what I want. And a lot of times, at least for me, what I need isn't something I really want. That's the trouble. And in fact, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people uh, in our world who frankly get very nervous when they listen to God. Because remember, he may, you know, uh, tell them to do something that, that they believe they can't do. It removes it the miraculous nature of God. They, they can't think that they can do it. And this kind of uh, reluctance and negativity um, is spoken of all over. And I can just remember a a short joke, which is pretty unpleasant, but um, it it does serve the purpose. And uh, it's uh, Lily Tomlin said this. And she's a really, I think, very interesting, edgy kind of uh, comedian. And she said, how come when we talk to God, that's prayer. But when God talks to us. That's schizophrenia. <laughs> and, and you see, that's negative. I'm not trying. I'm not making the joke to say, oh, yeah, that's what you should do. We have to listen to God. And what she's saying, I think, is it's very hard. But I'm sorry. I'm not going to discard thousands of years of religious history, mystic religious history, uh, and accept that, that it's a hallucination. Joan of Arc wasn't making it up. I'm sorry. She didn't have temporal lobe epilepsy or something. She had true, unrelenting visions of God. And every other uh, bona fide mystic—there are sure there are some charlatans, but people who really hear that—they're not having a, a hallucination in that sense. And I guess I'd say I'd like to try to, you know. Have something like that happen. I, I can't say it's happened more than maybe once or twice where I really felt, you know, that God was guiding me. But I think that's the goal. That's the goal. And so we come to this last paragraph, which says, Jesus says, "Look, if you want to be with me, I'm going to give you a yoke." Now, remember, a yoke is something that animals use, and sometimes we use to carry water. And what does it do? Uh, it's engineered to spread the weight. Spread the weight throughout the bar and make it possible for people uh, to achieve tasks. Spread the weight throughout the bar. And I think Jesus is saying, just come along with me and I'll do my part to spread the weight. Does this mean he's going to remove the yoke? No, he didn't say that. He just said it's going to be less oppressive than if you followed the, the adjuncts of a dying religion. That he's definitely saying. And he's also saying, in addition to that, that anyone who chooses to follow him will, in fact, have rest and have peace. That's far beyond what you could attain to uh, if you were, quote-unquote, using uh, the ineffective religions. But in order to do that, in this spiritual relationship, we do have to give ourselves up. And it's not easy. We are um, essentially walled off by our pride, by our fear, by our denial, by our love of worldly things. We are human. And we seek to love God, God in the Spirit. That is what we seek. So today, if you want to give yourself a bit of depressing reading, Turn to the back of our leaflet and then commend yourself to God and try with his help to live a life full of spirit and ask for
0: his grace to do so. Amen.